Where's Jesse? Jesse's butt really stinks. Stinky butt. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. And we're at the Dad Fathers coming at you with some strike energy because we're going to strike you in the face. In the face, Empire! empire. <laughs> we're going to hit the Empire in the face or we're going to hit you in the face with an Empire, I whichever think that we happens strike first. strike the Empire in the back. Isn't that it? Striking back. No, the Empire is the one striking us on the back. Oh. And you know, Empire strikes way go. back. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like I can take on the Empire by myself today. <laughs> I heard that line and I said, man, I'm old. I haven't felt that way in a long time. <laughs> yeah. And Luke Skywalker's just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know he, what you mean. He probably said it was wizard. Um, but <laughs> just for all that, just so you guys know, we're obviously doing Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. We are doing, uh, we're dead in the middle of our, covering three of the biggest movies of all of our lives. All of, probably all of you listeners' lives as well. We're doing the OG Star Wars trilogy. You know, these are these are big. And for me, this is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle of Star Wars. This is the pinnacle of this trilogy. Empire is is just my favorite and I think is the best movie. Full stop. That That's what I'm going to say. Do you guys agree with this? Yeah, I think so. The I best agree. movie full stop. Well, best Star these, Wars movie of, of all the Star Wars of all the Star Wars. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. I don't think yeah. that's a hot take. That's that's pretty. I'd say most people would agree defensible. With that. Yeah, yeah, because it's it, it's got a lot going for it, and hopefully we'll we'll get into all of I mean, those reasons here. What's the competition? Uh, I think for me, Revenge of the Sith is in competition. I think it's a really strong film, and uh, you know what? Mm. I'm gonna say it because we're talking Star Wars. Also, Last Jedi. Last Jedi is in contention. It's mm. it's it's in the top three Star Wars movies for me. Which makes me happy because it's it's one from each of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that hurt me a little bit. But, <laughs> but uh, I do not understand the hate of that movie. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I get why people have issues with it, but I don't understand how they hate it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe you guys just have posters of Carrie Fisher as Mary Poppins on your walls. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. She's Mary Poppins, uh, y'all. <laughs> there is another Jesse. There is. There another. is another. And also, like. Ep- yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, I think, is... it's. I can't wait to talk about that one one day. But yeah, I, I guess they're sort of in contention. But yeah, I would say this is... It's a safe bet to say this is the best one. And I think, like, sort of, at least for me, like, rounding out that top five is, is definitely episode six. I would say at number four, pretty comfortably at number four. We'll see. We'll check back in next week when we, mm-hmm. when we do that one, if that holds up. Yeah. But then I've been thinking about it a lot more. And, you know, we did watch number four and we did that just recently. And I was like, man, this is really pretty much a pretty perfect movie. I'm just not excited by it. I, I think maybe number five might be Force Awakens for me. Ooh, above uh, episode four. Yeah, I think I think because it is episode four. It is episode four. Um, yeah. And that's so there's that reason. But also like it's but, it's just bigger and flashier and funner. It's just more fun. Oh, yeah. 
Like when I uh-huh. we watched all the movies with my kids, like they had the most fun with that one. It's, yeah, it's the most fun family Star Wars movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, mm. I think so. But yeah, that that's kind of what my my top five looks like. No, I don't have a lot of love for episodes one or two or episode nine. No, all th- those can all go away. I in fact actually two two I could see like if it's we have our top five and then two I think is is the tenth best Star Wars movie. And then, and then that's all. <laughs> like, there's a bunch of blank spaces, uh, but I, I have no room for episodes one or episode. You don't nine. like pod racing? Not into pod racing or midichlorians? There's not enough pod racing. That's and true. there's way too much midichlorians. <laughs> that's I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to feel out the waters of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think ten year old me would have battled with you to the death over episode six being better than episode five. I don't know why. Yeah, bad taste, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, same. Yeah. Same here. It's so yeah. awesome to see Luke finally like have the green lightsaber. Yeah, and, like being doing, doing yeah. stuff differently. You know, there's also a lot more force core. stuff. In, yeah, in Episode Six, there's yeah. way more force stuff. Yeah, like then we got, that's where we get the lightning. Yeah. We get some force pushing. Mm-hmm. Like there's only one force jump in this Episode Five, but he's force jumping everywhere in that one. Yeah, they take down Where's... Jabba the Hut. Spoiler alert. <laughs> in case nobody knew that one which is not even that big of a spoiler he's not even a huge player until the beginning of episode six but in, a, in a certain Nuba. way <laughs> he, he is he is the biggest player because uh, is- <laughs> he's really large get it <laughs> you could have just left the joke as it was and i think people would have been groaning enough <laughs> yeah but, uh, <laughs> all right what are we doing with this movie? What the f*** are we doing? Um, okay. So I wrote down a bunch of questions and I think that uh, they were kind of a uh, stream of consciousness because I, I think we want to get into it with this one a little bit and just sort of talk about what it what it's doing because I, at least for me as a child, I sort of passively received this movie so many times. I never Wait, really thought about it. Are we going to do cast and crew? Is there is there anybody new? Yeah, no, there is. One? There's, there's one new person and it's the director since the last movie was written and directed by... George Lucas, this one is, is directed by Irvin Kirshner, who was actually selected by George Lucas, um, specifically because he was not a Hollywood guy. He liked to focus on characters, and that's exactly what Lucas wanted. He wanted a work a workmanlike director who knew his way around a movie, who knew how to make a movie. And Irvin Kirshner did know how to make a movie. He didn't make any movie that I think anyone has ever heard of, except for the movie after this one in 1983. He made Never Say Never Again, which is one of the unofficial James Bonds. It's technically a remake of Thunderball, which had already been a James Bond movie, but Sean Connery was feuding. There's all these rights issues. So that's kind of the only one Irvin Kirshner is really known for. But he's interesting because I think it's striking how different this movie looks from A New Hope. Like A New Hope is George Lucas, who had a little bit of experience doing like American Graffiti, but not a ton. You could not call him an experienced director. And that really shows like the setups and his shots are super Mm -hmm. simple. Like it's a very, very almost blandly directed movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the action scenes are kind of boring. Mm -hmm. And this one is like, wow, this is, this is entirely new. I don't know what we're doing here. And it's really good. I really did want to mention him, even though he's, this is the biggest movie he ever made. Um, I think the, the handing off of the directing torch is important here, just as I think it's going to be important in uh, episode six. Actually, maybe this is actually a good time to talk about it since we're playing all loosey-goosey with yeah. this. I was watching this with my wife and and she mentioned in the first 20 minutes or so when we were on Hoth, she said, uh, this movie's really quiet. 
and I, and I was really thinking about it and I was thinking back to episode four, there's always something happening in episode four sonically, like either the music was, was booming or we had sound effects or there was some like cheesy dialogue that was happening. Mm-hmm. And this movie really is pretty comfortable with just being real quiet. Yeah. And it's, it's relying on some like nice atmospheric sound. You know, the, the, you know, the Imperial droid that. Yeah. It's so iconic yeah. though, you know, cause all, it's all you yeah. can hear. You see this like weird little spider robot floating above it's the, so cool. the, the yeah. snow planet. So um, evil. Yeah. And I, I was just, I was just struck by that every time is the action scenes are better. The dialogue scenes are better. The human relationships are better. Everything in this is just such an upgrade. Yeah. I actually wonder, I want to ask this question to you guys. Do you think maybe that's why people really responded to this, keep responding to it so much, is that it's such a, uh, an upgrade? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a better movie. Yeah. Across the board. And, like, it's visually striking as well. Like, uh, the scene in the, all the scenes in the carbonite freezing chamber. Yeah. Man, he's doing amazing things with the light. And, like, the f- final confrontation between... Luke and and Darth Vader downstairs or wherever they are yep. and they're over like it's it's really cool. Dagobah is striking colors are very meaningful in this movie, which you know everything was yeah bland in the first. Yeah, flat, comparatively, yeah, yeah. Well, even thinking about like the giant backdrops and sets that we have in the first, first, second, in the in the first, it's like. You know, like tattooing the inside of some ships with the inside of the Death Star, which is not very interesting. And the inside of the Rebel base, again, not interesting. And then finally, they're flying through space, you know, going to the Death Star, which is somewhat interesting, but it still looks it's not super great to look at. But here you have like Hoth with these like giant uh, snowstorms and you have the the giant battle. And then you have like the, you know, Dagobah, the, the swamp planet. Right? Yeah. And then you have Cloud City or yeah. the asteroid belt that they're landing on. Like yeah. they're so or like even the ships that they're flying around in are so much more interesting than the Death Star, which is yeah. just like a ball. Here you have like, you know, these triangle ships that are crashing into each other, <laughs> and then the bigger triangle ship, which is Darth Vader's ship. Like it just looks cool. And it's like dark and glowing blue. Yeah, everything about this just like it's it's very striking. It's very well thought out. Uh, whereas, you know, a new hope it it felt like we were getting a level up equivalent to what you would expect at the end of a new hope. Though, like at at the end of a new hope, it's like he's realized he's he's the chosen one to some degree, mm-hmm. and he's become the hero. And now we are actually seeing that being fulfilled to some degree. Yeah, and not just in the characters because we definitely see that in characters, but visually, it's grander it's spanning the galaxy and i actually think some of that is not just also due to Irvin kushner but it's also due to, to peter shushitsky i think i'm saying that right god bless you i know <laughs> <laughs> who's still an active cinematographer i'm not oh, letting wow. you see it he's still active yeah he did, he did a short film in 2020 but he's mm-hmm. also known for shooting he shot a lot of movies for david cronenberg he's also worked with m night Shyamalan on after earth but for david cronenberg he's the one who shot a history of violence and eastern promises wow yeah, he's he's worked on Existence. He's done The Man in the Iron Mask. He worked with Tim Burton on Mars Attacks. He's he did uh, Naked Lunch, Dead Ringers. He's been around and he's done a lot of really good work. Also, Rocky Horror Picture Show. If anyone cares, <laughs> a legendary cinematographer though. And it's it's funny seeing like looking through his filmography and going like, wow, that's a weird movie. Wow, that's a weird. That's a messed up movie. And then you see like Star Wars Episode Five. And you go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That one? 
But I think that's really, really cool. And I think that's all pointing to like what we're saying is everything in this one, the atmosphere is so thick and murky. Everything yeah. is so like dark and and you can feel it almost. You Like uh, when you're talking about a Dagobah, like it, that is such a moist set, yeah. you know, <laughs> like the little mists drifting by, you can yeah. almost feel it on you. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think it's really incredible. Well, it, it, I think it's also the writing is better too, or, or the char- I mean, the characters are better. And we should mention one of the co-writers of the screenplay here, um, Lee, Bra- Lee Brackett. Lee Brackett. Lee yeah. Brackett, who we talked about before. She was on the Big Sleep episode. On the Big Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the co-writers there with Faulkner. But uh, she, this was her last one, right? Her last screenplay, yeah. yeah. And so she wrote the first draft, actually, okay. of this uh, from George Lucas's story. Not a lot is still in existence from her draft that's in this movie, but the overall tone is still there. Um, the relationship between Luke and Leia is still there. That was her. But she did diverge quite wildly from the end, is that she assumed that Anakin Skywalker was dead. Oh, okay. But it's because of her that we get the first Force ghost, which was supposed to be Anakin Skywalker, not Ben Kenobi. Really? And Anakin Skywalker was supposed to appear to Luke and talk to him, and Vader was somebody just different. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's my girl, you know, Lee Brackett, just out there making changes. Yeah. Doing like, all right, I mean, I'm used to writing like pot boilers and westerns, but I'll, I'll write your sci fi opera, sure. <laughs> Let's well, crank that out. She got her start, right? She got her start writing yeah. sci fi. So right. But it cool. didn't make money, remember? It didn't make any money. So yeah. it kind of came full circle, but good for her. That she... That's cool. But that's kind of, that's everyone who made it. But maybe we should go into some nostalgia. Jesse, the first time that you watched this movie, what was that like? I think when I watched A New Hope, it was like me and the family, from what I remember. With this one, I don't remember anybody else around me. I remember I was <laughs> we rented it from Blockbuster, and I think it was my bedtime, and they all watched it. So I watched it like the next afternoon or whatever, you know, and just sitting there like chilling and excited and watching my Star Wars, and it was great. It was super exciting. It was everything I wanted. Most importantly, I got more C-3PO, which is what I was obsessed with at the time. <laughs> got, got that 3PO. <laughs> got that 3PO. <laughs> they turned him off. Very upsetting. Um, he gets shot. Like, point blank, he gets shot. He gets blown yeah. up and, and powered and down. Then he get, and then he gets blown up. It's like, where where did he go? Yeah, I can't re- I think it was like, I was like five or six or whatever. And then, you know, of course, there's, there's the famous twist. I, I am your father. And I just remember my jaw dropping. And like, I think my dad had happened to to sneak in just to see my what my reaction would be, and I looked at it like that. That's his dad. How could <laughs> no one mention that? <laughs> you know, it's like it seems like this is kind of important. I can't believe that he didn't know. How could he not know? Like, <laughs> so many questions were running through my mind, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a mind blowing scene when you're like five or six because. Like, I think I'm remembering this now as a dad, but like when you're a kid, who your parents are, are your identity, period. And this felt like someone did not know who they were. And that blew my mind. And it blew my mind that I didn't know that at all because I should have known. Yeah, it was it was amazing. That's my nostalgia for episode five. Yeah. Uh, How about you, Mike? How old were you? I honestly don't remember the first time I watched this. It, It was around the same time that I watched the the other two. I, I kind of remember them all in sort of a jumble. I remember being very confused about a lot of things in this movie. and like not really understanding, thinking things had more meaning than they did and mm. other things didn't have meaning. 
like the Minox, I didn't really get what was going on with them. I thought that they were trying to eat the people. And so I, I just, I was just very lost <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> like at the end, and they're like, okay, okay, yeah, Vader's dad, Vader's dad, cool, 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 cool. But the Minox, <laughs> what's going on like, with them? How was that? And, yeah, and like, like the whole thing was just very, very odd to me. But I, yes, Vader being his dad was the oddest of all. I was like, what? <laughs> nice. Totally mind blowing. This whole movie just blew my mind the whole time. I thought that Han Solo was dead. I did not listen to dialogue very well, I guess, where it was like, he's not dead. He's very alive here. I was like, wait, they killed him? And I'm pretty sure I thought that for like five years, even though we watched it regularly. I see. And part of the reason why maybe I argued so hard for Return of the Jedi was that I thought that this was just very confusing. Yeah. Which it's not. I am just a strange human being. But I mean, like also like, frozen in carbon you're kind of like i don't understand one of those yeah. words yeah. <laughs> key word i don't get that what what is what is carbonite <laughs> i don't <laughs> so he went into a freezer for a long time did it go in in his mouth because it's open like <laughs> this doesn't look like a good time yeah. it did go in his mouth he would have had to taste it right yeah and then yeah. like had to, had to keep tasting it because he's we're assuming he's still like somewhat conscious. well no he's he's not he's not conscious He's in a perfect coma or something. They say that. Did they that say he's, that? He's in perfect hibernation. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I'd st- I think you're still a conscious lot of, of things. Like I think you're still to... conscious of things when you're in hibernation. That's just like a deep sleep. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Bears no. conscious of me if I poke them when they're hibernating? I'm pretty sure. Last time I tried poking a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like the the thing that like attacks Luke. I don't know. I was very confused. But I thought it was really cool. Hoth just blew my mind. And like it was so cool. And Dagobah was you're actually, great. You're actually not alone. Though. Sorry, just to sidetrack real quick. You're not alone about being confused about the Yeti. Because what I remember specifically being a kid and watching it. And it happens so fast. You just see like the paw come up, yeah. right? And then it knocks him off and you see him being dragged. And I remember as a kid being like, what? What's going on? Like what happened? And then and then they're back in the cave. And then, and I, this this used to come to my mind as a lot as a kid is I'd look be like, how is he frozen to the roof? Yeah. And you just think about that. You're like, that makes no sense. Well, I, I was thinking like, <laughs> I, I, I thought he can't be frozen to the roof. Yeah. Because like, that's way too long for his feet to get frozen like that in that area. Yeah, sure, and like, sure, how sure. do how would you do it? Yeah. So it must be some like Star Wars like technology thing, which means okay. that this creature is like intelligent. Oh, I just assumed goo. Oh, I assumed like that he gooed him. To that makes more sense. Yeah, I, I, I assume yeah. he like had was secreting special stuff for either yeah. his butt or his mouth. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> they're the <laughs> same place. <laughs> some sort of secre- <laughs> some sort of secretion. Yeah. But like but a no, spider. Yeah. yeah, like a spider. Yeah, but no, I I, I but I think that's part of what like yeah. was really awesome about it because it felt like like every time I went in, I unlocked like another part of the puzzle. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's this. Mostly, it was like all way simpler than than my six year old brain had made it out to be. Sure, but yeah, Look, I don't know. Kid, kids are morons, and I was <laughs> I was a kid and I was a moron, and we we uh, I assumed so many things that just didn't make sense. Like I I didn't get for a long time what he's doing with the force thing when he's pulling the lightsaber to him. I didn't oh, get yeah. that for forever because I, <laughs> I just didn't understand what's going on. Yeah. Well, like when he, when he cuts off his own head in Dagobah, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. What is going on here? For, for yeah. a long time, actually, I used to fast forward that 
when it was on VHS, it was like, that's confusing and scary. <laughs> like, we're that's still doing too. You and my sister. Holy shit. Yeah. Or when Han Solo slices the stomach of the, of the Tauntaun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the f***? Why was that necessary? <laughs> As a kid, it was so confusing. I was like, why did Han Solo, did he just revert back to his evil ways? Did he just slice open the belly of that thing? That's not right. I didn't get that the thing died for a really long time. Yeah. And so I thought that he killed it. And then yeah. I did not understand that he put Luke in it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. what was all of this for? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my brothers yeah. told me, like, no, he they, he put Luke in it so that way he would stay warm. And that made me think that, like, okay, they're both in there and that is their tent for the night. I thought that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like last time I watched it when I was like 25 or something. That was when I finally realized, like, no, he says, he literally he says, says yes. he says very clearly, I'm going to put you in here until I get the shelter up. Yes. <laughs> because well, I had, the, I, I used to have the thought too, like, when, once I realized that he didn't kill it, that it had just died from exposure, I was like, wait, it died because it was too cold. Why are you putting him in the thing that died because it was too cold? Like, it seems like it's not going to work. Like it's transitive cold. properties, it's cold in there. And it's going to be water cold. So that's colder than cold cold. I Very confused. No, That's awesome. I'm really gosh. glad that you both had the same sort of... No, I was, yeah. I was also stupid. And then <laughs> what I used to make fun of Luke for so much... Sorry to continue hijacking. Up. No, 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 no. This I is used great. to make fun of Luke all the time when he's fighting Darth Vader in front of the window and Vader starts to like force throw the stuff at him and it like it goes and it hits him in the back and he turns he gives like the most weak ass like little lightsaber thing uh, and then he, he gets hit right in the back again he turns out and he's like uh. it's like, stop swinging at it it already hits you why do you want to hit it it doesn't make any sense I, I watching it this time, I was like, why is he even swinging at them? Like, they're going Stop very it. slow. Like, just walk out of the way. Like, best case scenario, you slice it, it breaks in half and continues coming at you and hits you in two places instead of one. But even, even think about this. It's like if you're playing baseball and the pitcher hates you and he, <laughs> he winds up and he gets you square in the chest. And after you're hit, you swing anyway. <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> you just look like a moron and your chest hurts. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, that's, I fair. that's fair. Yeah. I think he might be just scared. I think he's just terrified in that situation. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, and, and that makes him stupid. Vader yeah. says, like, you're controlling your fear. But yeah, I just think he's a scared little kid fighting well, a Jess, big bad man that he has no idea what to do with. You just got to think about this, Jesse. You know, fear is the mind killer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to hijack your. Yeah, no, I, that's about it. I, and I, I remember arguing uh, nonstop with my sister about whether this or episode six was better. And I think that she liked this more because of the, all the kissing. And I definitely kissing. liked it less because of all the kissing. There's a lot of mouths. And there's a lot of kissing. There is a lot too of much kissing. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know that scene in the end where Luke is lying on the bed and he's like, he's yeah. like hallucinating and his mouth is open and Leia just like just plops one on there before <laughs> like, she leaves. <laughs> like, hey friend, like I'm definitely in love with with Han and we're gonna go save him. I'm gonna kiss you yeah. on the mouth. Yeah, it's open. And then he and he's still just like, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. That's my I don't know. That's my, my nostalgia. That's a great nostalgia. Yeah. I, I actually I rhyme a lot with both of you guys. Like I said, I think in the last one, I don't have a distinct memory of seeing this one either but i do have a distinct memory of one time when i was watching it which i guess was like the time either it was the first time or it's the time that it really like stuck but it was just on my my terrible uh pre-recorded vhs tape 
was taped off of like TNT or whatever. And I just remember sitting and, and, and loving it. I think I was too young to understand. I think I was like passively viewing this. Like, so when they, when he said, Luke, I am your father. I don't know if I knew that some, like someone had told me or, or something like that, but I don't remember it really making that much of an impact. Yeah. Like I, I can't remember a time in my life where I didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Yeah. So that, that you know, that kind of ruined it for me, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I mostly remember being incredibly confused and being disturbed and scared, but like really loving that. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Cause I felt like, I thought that I was like, when we were talking about uh, 310 to Yuma, right? Thought that mm-hmm. I was watching when I saw 310 to Yuma, like this is a grown up movie. This is like a grown up classic. Like this is a big movie that's very, very good. And I remember thinking that with Star Wars too, like this is what grown ups watch. You know, I'm a little mm-hmm. kid. But I'm I'm old enough to see the big grown up movie. So whenever my family would say stuff like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna watch a movie," you know, I always thought it would be Star Wars like. It was like, "Oh, yeah. that's a grown up movie. I know what that's about." All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is something so much more adult about this. When I was a kid, you know, I, I think part of the experience of being a kid is just there's so much that happens that you just don't understand, and you just kind of like watch it as it happens you know it happens throughout life and that's how i felt in this movie like why why is darth vader and dagobah and why is it luke skywalker that's freaky shit right there how did darth vader teleport to another planet so quickly and why is he not dead how what's up with these snow creatures what are they doing you know uh so yeah, it really did give me the experience that you were talking about that like, yeah, this is for adults because I have no clue how to answer any of these questions. <laughs> and now that I'm an adult, I still don't have answers to at least the Hoth question. Now I sort of understand what's going on with Darth Vader and Luke. <laughs> yeah. Still not completely. What did happen with Luke and Darth Vader down there? It's it's a force. It's a it's a force mirage. It's a force vision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like it's it's like when when uh you know ancient peoples would have like the, the coming of, of age right for young men and either they would have to use some sort of like natural psychedelic or they have to go on some sort of vision quest uh, mm-hmm. for themselves where they would uh, the, the path of their lives would be revealed to them. You know, it's a, it's a technique when you deprive people of basic necessities and you make them undergo stressful circumstances, mm-hmm. they will usually emerge with some sort of self-identity, right? It's right. pretty common. It's actually necessary for human beings to be able to do that. And I think what the force is doing there is it's 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 literally forcing him to come to grips right. with something he really fears and and hates um, and then see how he reacts. And that's like a test from Yoda is like, what's he going to do when faced with his greatest fear? How is he going to do it? And I think the way he was supposed to pass that test was to kind of do what Obi-Wan did. Yeah. Which is to 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 stop. Right. To to enable the force to do what it will. And what he that's does why is Yoda, like the dark side. Yeah, that's why Yoda says you don't need your weapons, and he still brings them anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because he also like a big thing with Luke. Actually, just Skywalkers in general is they they don't listen to anyone about anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so you think the force projection is from Yoda though, like projecting it into Luke's mind as a no, test? I, no, no, I think it's the force itself. I think that there's something about this place, or there's something about where he's at and how he's in communion with it. I think it's like much more yada yada metaphysical shit i have had so many arguments with people about that because i don't know maybe jesse you're in this camp i argued with my sister and she said maybe it's just i've had so many arguments with my sister 
Jane. Jane making just a remarkable just, number of appearances. Yeah, she's making pod. a lot. Of, this one, this movie, more than anything, I, I, I is intertwined with with her and us growing up. But like him, like he's poking around with his stick in the in the dirt, and she's like, no, she's like, he's drawing like what's going to happen in there. Like, no, he's not. He's just poking around with his stick, waiting for Luke to come out. And yeah. I still, I still contend that Jane. I think you're right. Yeah. Because Yoda's full of Yoda's full of some of some nonsense, you know. <laughs> like Yoda, yeah. Yoda can really mess around because this guy's been alive for like a thousand years. Yeah. He's yeah. not doing everything with intention. Yeah, no. Like, why is he trying to eat Luke's food? He's just trying to see what Luke's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah. he's just trying to see. Like, but, yeah, I, but I'm just saying, like, you know, this? it's just like I don't know. It's just fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah, dude. Can I also say that like what balls George Lucas has for making a Jedi Master? This little like stupid green puppet. <laughs> no. yeah. Voiced by Frank Oz, I think. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. Yes, he is. Speaking, that is a new a new player in this movie, right? Yes. He wasn't in yes. Yeah. Beloved Muppets player and yeah. award winning director and actor in his own right. I think last appearance he made in the pod was Knives Out. Yeah. He was the lawyer. Okay. That's right. Like, who the hell watches like the Muppet movie though, or the Muppet show and it's like, you know what? The, that's Jedi Master material right there. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do have to say, if anyone thought that it would be George Lucas, the man who went to the ends of the earth for Jar Jar Binks, yeah, right, yeah, and who also for Frank Oz because he thought this was an Academy Award winning performance, spent two, I think, around two hundred fifty thousand dollars of his own money to campaign for Frank Oz to be nominated, and when he wasn't nominated, he was very upset, and, and according to all reports, Frank Oz did not give a shit. <laughs> Frank Oz I mean, like, oh, okay, no, it didn't work. Okay, who cares? I mean, I feel really sorry for George Lucas, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm in Frank Oz's camp. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. he's not even on screen. No, <laughs> okay, I, I, I have a question. I had a question when I was watching this. If this movie came out, if, if we were introduced to Yoda today for the first time, yeah, would we be like, yeah, I'm into this, or, or no? Would it be like, that's ridiculous? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Do you think so? You think we'd be I think this so. is ridiculous? I think uh Baby Yoda has borne that out that this like this looking thing, the way it looks and acts is it's for a modern audience. I think we buy it. I think we're attached to it for some reason. I think I think we love the idea of something that looks completely harmless actually being the most powerful being in maybe the whole galaxy. Uh, yeah, Marvel's think, definitely yeah. relied upon that once or twice. Yeah. Or Remember like in, Rock, in Captain yeah. Marvel with the with the cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like, nah. uh, I, hate the cat. I, I thought you were gonna say like Rocket Raccoon or something. Oh, Rocket also Raccoon, Rocket. Yeah, and it's just so unexpected, and it really hits you that that maybe the Force and the Jedi aren't quite what you think. So, and with the advent of the the prequel trilogies, then you really have an idea of who Yoda is, and that right, he's kind yeah. of a little badass. But like, yeah, I, I think I think it works here, just for the reasons I stated. I don't know. What do you think, Vito? I think it. I think it works too uh, because it's. I think it's still surprising. It still is really off an off kilter way to introduce a character. Yeah, true. Because like he does just mess around for about fifteen minutes, and he's he's kind of annoying, mm-hmm. and he's little, and like you feel like a little, I, I remember a, being like, why would he just take him to Yoda? Like, who needs food yeah, and like yeah. this really gross yeah. food? When, like, when he when he gets into the the little little box and he's throwing stuff out, and Luke <laughs> just goes. Don't do that. Come on. There's that. There's that. That's like, some big dad energy, right? Yeah. There. Oh yeah. Every, do that. Every day with my kids. Oh, 
huge dead energy. I felt that at that moment when I but was also this scene. this time around though, I was like, Luke has an awful lot of shit. Like he's got way what too much any stuff. Of like this? he doesn't even have like a, a computer to set yeah. up or anything. Like what is all of this stuff? I don't know. You know, I'm really glad though that he did stop. He's not very whining. good at camping, is what what I'd say. I, I that's that's small dad energy. He's not small good at camping. Well, <laughs> you know, it probably took him a long time to get to Dagobah. You know, it was probably like a good <laughs> two, three day road trip. You pack a bunch <laughs> of shit in your X-Wing. Like, I got... You got the snacks. Watching so the X this time around, I got like almost absurdly excited watching like <laughs> Luke just fly in his X-Wing to a planet far, far away. It's like, you know, that sounds kind of nice sometimes. I wish yeah. I could go do that because that sounds what, you know, nobody's out there. It's just you chilling in your X-Wing. And I have like, to say this. You I have, have everything that you've ever wanted in, but Jesse, in Jesse, there. That cool. seat is definitely a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right? The X-Wing pilot seat is definitely a toilet. I mean, things probably hook up, you know? Okay. Like, yeah, like, like yeah, that's what it's like in outer space. You gotta look stuff it, up. It ejects to the to space, so you don't even smell anything. That's fine. Yeah. How that's cool. cool is that? You need to take a shit? All right, go. Yeah. Yeah. You think, or do you think, like, his flight suit's like the, like the, like the Fremen suit? Like, <laughs> like he just like, goes no. and just recycles. <laughs> <laughs> So Jesse, you've already shown this to your children. Your oh, daughter yeah. is five at this time, right? <laughs> yes, she is. So okay. she's seen it twice at this point. Nice. Yeah, you know, they both really like it. You know, it's Star Wars. Uh, she's scared of this one. Probably more it's menacing than, than any of the other Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, there's the the giant, like, what do you call them? Wampas? 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 I yeah, call the bats, the, the snow people. The mi- oh, the, the snow, the snow oh, thing? Yetis. Oh, no, like the things <laughs> that they, they ride? It's W-A-M-P-A. I have it. In, that's a I've, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah the things that they ride. Like, no, that's, that's a tauntaun. That's a tauntaun. That's a tauntaun. Yeah. What's the wampa? The wampa? The wampa it's called the a yeti. wampa? The yeti. It's <laughs> called a wampa? I just called it a yeti. It just made more sense. That's horrible. Yeah. That's a terrible name. Uh, right now, there's, there's a Star Wars Lucas, nerd come out on, there that doing? is so angry. It's a horrible name, Wampa. Well, I mean, well, I guess they go like, Wampa! You know what the, and they Wampa you. But you know what the pilgrims used for money back in the day? Wampa? Like, wait, what? The, the pilgrims. The, oh, the, Wampa. The, the 17th century. Wampum. Yeah, Wampum. Yeah. Wampum. Uh, these are Wampas. And, you know, W-A-M-P words are not allowed. Wampa, Tauntaun, Yoda. I don't know. They all have a similar sound to them. He loves his A sound. They have they have stoned at 2 a.m. sound. That's what they have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do I call this? Oh, it's a Wampa. Oh, it's a Wampa. Wampa. Okay, he goes, yeah. he goes Wampa. Luke uh. goes, uh. You're really into like the onomatopoetic aspect of this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so my daughter... Is, she's easily scared of movies, and she is scared of most things that happen in this movie. She's scared of Dagobah, kind of creeps her out. It's scared pretty of terrifying. Yeah. yeah, and she's scared of Hoth, and she's scared of the final fight scene between uh, Vader and Luke, because that is kind of a... It's a dark fight scene, both like aesthetically, and also like it feels like something really bad is about to happen. Yeah. Um, Luke doesn't win. Nope, he no, loses, loses that hand. And you can tell. You could 
and she's somebody who's like very intuitive about these things. Like you can tell it's not going to end well, and she knows it's not going to end well. So she, her instinct is to like hide. My son watches all of this, and he doesn't care. He just knows it's Star Wars, but constantly wants it to go back to the bad guys. There's not enough bad guys <laughs> in this movie for his taste. That is his rating <laughs> on this movie. Uh, he's two stars. <laughs> Yeah, the whole time he's whenever they're on Dagobah, he's, or he's just like, "Can we, can we see bad guys now?" <laughs> like, like you're the director, and you're like, "No, son, I shot this the way it's meant to be seen." He's like, "But more, yeah, release the bad guy cut." <laughs> Wait, but, so d- does he like like the bad guys, like all the generals who keep and the admirals who keep getting getting no, killed he, over and over, or is it like the stormers? Yeah. Yeah, storm stormtroopers yeah. firing at things. Because so he, oh. he loves the beginning of this. Okay, the giant battle with all yeah. the robots firing like that's exciting. But yeah, all the generals talking, or even Darth Vader, if he doesn't have a lightsaber, it's not that interesting to him. Super slow movie. I mean, I agree. Yeah, kind of agree. <laughs> kind of agree. Like you remember playing like the Star Wars Battlefront, and then you get the character of Vader, and you're walking, you're like. Holy shit, this guy walks so slow. So like, slow. why Why well, is he so slow? <laughs> yeah, he's agonizingly slow. But yeah, so, uh, and then, like, I was watching their faces for uh, the first time we watched this for, uh, you know, the grand reveal. And there was, like, there was nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they understood what was going on. Ben definitely didn't. And then, and then my daughter, she, uh, yeah, just kind of, like, went over her. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. It just—it was information that was that was received yeah. and processed. And it's yeah, like, okay. that was it. We watched it a second time, and the second time, I was again looking for a reaction from her, and again, nothing. So after the movie, I'm like, "So, what do you think about Darth Vader being his father?" And she's just like, "Oh, that was interesting." <laughs> then, then, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, "Okay, well, why do you think?" Luke was, you know, screaming and upset. She's like, oh, haven't thought about that. I <laughs> <laughs> did, like, I, I think I waited, like, a good two minutes. Like, well, a- have you thought about Luke and why he might have been up so upset? She's like, no, I'm not thinking of anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation was over. I told you my answer. <laughs> Basically. So uh, that is my children's impression of, of the final two scenes. More bad guys and apparently not even interesting enough to think about. <laughs> Don't give a shit. It's over. Um, yeah. No, I, I really want to show this. I'm really, I, I almost did with my daughter. She watched the final scene, the one where Luke has his hand that they're testing, you know? Oh yeah. She mm-hmm. came out from her nap time or quiet time, whatever, when I was finishing this movie up and she was like, are you guys watching a star Wars? <laughs> you know, yeah. re- reinforcing the idea that when she's not there, all that I and her mother do is watch star Wars things. But I know she was really excited. She listened to the music and stuff. And, I was as a test. I was like, you know what? Let's see how interested she is. I said, you know, well now now you can watch some TV if you want. Uh, you were good in your quiet time or whatever. You know, you can watch the first Star Wars movie, or you can watch Octonauts, the TV show. What did she choose? She said, "Oh, Octonauts." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> and I said, "Oh," and in that moment, I was like, "Kid, we could have watched Empire Strikes Back together." And you know what? Not today. It's gonna. We're gonna wait. We're just going to wait. I really want to stoke up. I really want to stoke the desire. I really want her to rewatch Star Wars of her own volition so that I know that she she cares a little bit. 
you know, and yeah. before I do this one, because I just want, I want a little bit of engagement. Yeah. That, that That's where I'm at. Yeah. So basically, I think in the last one, I said, I'm going to wait until she's a little bit older. Basically, what I'm going to say now is I would watch this one tomorrow with her if she just wanted to. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think my, my son, he's definitely there. He's definitely always down to watch any Star Wars ever. <laughs> nice. Because that's of the awesome. bad guys, I guess. <laughs> but like, my daughter's just along for the ride. I don't think she cares at all. But she's like, it's interesting, and it's on on a TV screen, so I'll watch it. That's what it kind of seems like to me. Hmm. Except like, except like everything that I had said about the first time we watched it, like how it left a huge impact, and it, it's still there. But it's like, as a franchise, I don't think she cares. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard when there's a grown man who's the main character, and you're yeah. a five year old girl. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she's. When we talk about Star Wars, she wants to watch episode seven. Yeah, oh, there's, a girl, there's a girl. There's a girl. There's a really cute robot. And she that loves representation BG-8. matters. It does. She, yeah. Representation yeah. matters. Yeah. Yeah. She it's loves little, BB-8 little... so much. Actually, it's BB-8 more than Ray. That is the draw. But <laughs> Ray is like the secondary thing that yeah. is a draw for her. Yeah. BB-8 is pretty cute. So I, I remember when I did watch this, I'm, I'm having a memory resurface. But like my dad, I, I don't remember if... I was blown away by the reveal when I saw it. I, I feel like I was, but I do remember my dad making a big deal about it. Probably, I don't know if he paused the movie. It was like, right. want to make sure you guys realize, <laughs> like, this is his dad. Yep. It's like if I was Darth Vader. And uh, I, that that helped it to, like, sink home. I was like, Whoa. Like maybe dad is evil. Wrong takeaway. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely like a very like dad. This is. I feel like this is the only series that was like my dad wanted to make sure that we got what was happening. Yeah, um, and he would pause stuff to be like, "Did you get that?" My like, dad, my dad was sure. a pauser too. My yeah. dad was definitely a pauser too. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be a pauser. For my children. I, I want to avoid it, but also if I don't do it, they're just not going to get it. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I have, uh, I've decided to not do the pausing technique. And instead, what I do is I'm just like, did you guys see that? That was so cool. I loved how Darth Vader just said he was his father. You know, that is, <laughs> that is kind of, I, I did say it for that particular scre- for that particular scene. But in general, that's, that's my yeah, approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that way it feels like we're more engaging rather because I hate it when people just pause a movie to explain something. Mm-hmm. It's really that that is a huge pet peeve of mine. It's a huge pet peeve of my wife's. I, I made sure it was there because I used to pause every Marvel movie when it got to Stan Lee. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, look at Stan Lee. Like, hey, it's Stan see, Lee. that's Stan Lee. He's the creator of Marvel Comics, sweetheart. <laughs> let me let me explain. It's so let me cool explain that why he's it's here because he's old. <laughs> so when they he'll be around, though, yeah. next one we watch. There he is. Next Look, it's Stanley. Eventually, Jillian would start doing it for me. She'd be like, "Yes, I know it's Stanley. Don't pause it." <laughs> I just like. I also am annoyed when people do it to me. But yeah. one of my great memories is of is like pause. like parents and dads doing that, and it's, it's something that I I love to remember. Just like uh, yeah. such a nerdy person, you know. We should pause yeah. movies for each other. We should all watch movies with each other, and then oh, Jesse no. can do his approach, and then otherwise, you and I can pause for each other yeah. or pause for Jesse. Yeah. 
Oh, no. <laughs> That's the worst. That's funny. Uh, but Mike, when are you going to show it to your kids, or have they already seen it? Yeah, has, they, they has haven't changed. So they haven't seen it. We watched it uh, last night. My wife and I. We watched it. It was really fun. I hadn't seen it in a while, and I've gotten a Blu-ray version of it since I last saw it. There are so you many more snakes so in. I know. Um, in Dagobah than I ever remembered. Like there's snakes everywhere. It's wild. I didn't see them when I last watched it. Okay, I, I did. I, I did go. I tried to go on a deep dive about the different versions of this. Okay. Oh yeah. I that, did I, try, yeah. but it's exhausting. Yeah, there's so many. I, I think that's a Blu-ray thing. I did not. Notice. There's no snakes in the there's, Disney there's, Plus. Oh yeah. Yeah, there are reptiles. There's yeah. a, there's a, definitely a lizard that comes out. I think yeah there's. I think there's a snake. Yeah, there's a snake, right? Huh. I don't really remember a snake. So, but yeah, I, there's I, snakes I all over the place. He's like lifting them and moving them around. Okay, question. Do you guys wait, have this memory? Wait, what? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, he's lifting snakes and moving them around? In like two or three scenes, yeah. Or like two or th maybe two times he has to move them. Or maybe this. one of the times I wanted him to move them. I, I don't know. I don't remember this. Like, Whoa. like when he's in Yoda's house, there's a snake that's climbing over stuff and he just sort of like lifts it and moves it away and like. There's another time, and when he goes down to fight Darth Vader or like meet his force, there's like several snakes around. There's like a Komodo dragon. Oh, I remember the Komodo dragon. Yeah, I don't. Remember um, but snakes. no. So, but talking about the differences, I was annoyed at how different this movie was from when I was a kid. Oh yeah, like just little things, like at the very end when Darth Vader uh, is leaving in the Disney Plus and and the same and the Blu-ray, he says radio my star destroyer to like pick me up yeah but when i was a kid i distinctly remember him saying get my shuttle oh yeah. like i distinctly remember that because it's like a way better line and then when r2 gets spit out by the thing in dagobah i remember the line being it's because you don't taste good and in this one it was like a completely different line that wasn't very funny like radically different lines really yes do i remember him saying i don't know if i remember that well, okay, they call him Han this That's whole right. movie. That's right, they do. Which is weird. I don't remember that. There's a, there's a bunch of dialogue changes, like here. Yeah, on Dagobah, after R2-D2 is spit out of the swamp, when Luke picks him up, he says, uh, you were lucky to get out of there. In the original version, he says, you're lucky, you don't taste very good. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, because it's a funny joke. Yeah. Also, I uh, feel like it said that in the Blu-ray. Hmm. I think it said that in the Blu-ray. This is some Mandela effect. It's just not shit. very funny anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. the thing. But also, I think, isn't it only Lando that calls him Han? Mostly Lando, but other, I think everyone calls him Han in this one. I do kind really? of remember that, at least at least once. Well, because Leia rarely calls him anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's a scoundrel. But, and then see, he Lando does call him calls him Han, and that is, I don't know, I feel like that is a an ongoing joke now firmly established in... Han Solo, a Star Wars story or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, whatever reason, he's the only one in that movie calling him Han. Yeah, I hate that. It is so yeah, weird how I these movies, that. like George Lucas has just like fiddled with these movies time and time again. Like the fact that Jabba out. the Hutt is even in A New Hope yeah. now. Yeah. And, and, it's, and so, it's so odd. They actually even said that since it's been released, they, he keeps changing stuff. Even in between it like opening in theaters to when it finished in theaters, he was still changing dialogue. Really? Yeah, he can't stop. Yeah. He just will not stop 
fucking with these movies, and it drives me insane. Yeah. Because when a movie is over, you're done. Yeah. That's it. Like that's Let the one go. that goes out there. And I'm sorry if like there's something in it you didn't like. And I'm sorry if you used a different take for Luke saying "help me" in like the DVD versus the Blu-ray versus the VHS versus what's on Disney Plus. Like you got to stop. Eventually. You got to stop some point. Yeah. Ah. Huh. Anyway, I interrupted you and showing this to your kids. No, so we watched it and we were like, you know what? I feel because we were kind of thinking that it was too scary or something for them. And it is pretty mm-hmm. scary. It's thematic. Yeah. But I feel like they'd be ready for it. The only thing that is giving me pause about it is the fact that I don't know if they're ready, if they're able to get the full impact of the I am your father bit. I want to wait a little bit for that. I think. Yeah. Still, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to it. Uh, okay, so Jesse's already shown. I am near to showing, and Mike is Mike is still out, and that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm near. You'll like definitely within the next year, I think they'll yeah. both be ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, I kind of want to hold out for like my my son, for George to be don't uh, do that to be old enough. Don't that do that. Like three or four years. That They're not going to care <laughs> at that yeah. point. They're like yeah. your oldest daughter should be like, this is some baby shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go for it. Do yeah, it. just do it. Do it. The worst that can happen is some more nightmares, but you already have those. So, yeah. you know. Okay, maybe let's talk about uh, for us, you know, instead of talking about our, our, our kids all the time. Our favorite scenes. Let's see. Jesse, your your favorite scene. I, I see here you have written a f***ing Hoth battle. <laughs> <laughs> it is so awesome. I love this. <laughs> this battle on Hoth is so incredible. It's um like, I think this blew my mind as a kid. And... It still gives me chills to this day. Like, I love um, when it's just like all these guys in, in the trenches and one of them has binoculars and he's looking out into the distance and you see nothing. And then through the vision and the binoculars, you see these giant robots coming their way. And they're so massive, walking so slow, and you can see they have huge guns on them. And it's terrifying. At that moment, you really feel like there's an empire coming to get you. And then what ensues after is just this massive battle with, like, you know, all of their ships rushing out. And, you know, I don't think the physics of it all really works out too well. (laughs) But, like, I just, what I've always wanted, if you're going to tell me that there is a rebellion fighting an empire, like, I'm going to see the giant battle that ensues. And this, I think, is the only huge one that we really get. Yeah. At least in in the... In, in, in the in original the trilogy? trilogy? In the OG trilogy. Well, yeah. no, because they're, they're the Battle of Endor, but yeah. that's not the same. They, I mean, they just have the little, is, the little walkers. Yeah, the furry bears. They're so cute and, and so it, deadly. I mean, they, yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same <laughs> as like seeing men in trenches. Like, there's not there's not an all-out firing. war. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah this is like skirmishes. This is like World War II. It, it feels like, like all the World War II movies that I saw after it this. It does. Are like, you know, this yeah. feels a lot like uh, Star Wars Episode Five. I feel like they're taking something from it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, seems, it seems like yeah. Susan Patton's really, really cribbing off of uh, a couple of those dudes there. Uh, yeah. Exactly. What are they sending in? Tanks? Oh, I think they got that from Star Wars. They totally got that from Star Wars. <laughs> looking, at, looking at the giant AT-AT walkers, right? It was just this last time I was watching it. I said, why? <laughs> why is it so big? <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I, I never thought of it, but I honestly asked myself, why is it so big? Well, it's a troop transport too. They're full of troops. I think. Yeah, I, I, I think. But, but why? Never, like, why troops? It's yeah, so they, slow. Yeah. It's so slow. Yeah, there's no reason for them to have legs. They obviously should be on wheels. 
but there's something about <laughs> there's something like the about legs just make it so much harder. Yeah, so much energy is is spent in moving forward. But as far as looks go, you know, when you see something on wheels heading towards you, yeah. But like when you see legs like a giant elephant with guns heading towards yeah. you, that seems pretty terrifying. Cool. There's um, also a big engineering issue here where if they just if they fall on their fronts they immediately explode. <laughs> like they just no, 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 that's, that's not that's not why it exploded. Why did it explode again? It's because the uh, only part of it that isn't shielded, or maybe the shields go down or whatever. But then, what are those ships called that they're flying? I don't know. The Rogue Squadron, dude. That a wings. Um, Air one. No, those aren't A wings. Oh my um, god, aren't they? No, A wings. Well, a wings are. I have bombers, Google. Right? Yeah. No, they're they're not A wings. A wings are the, like the A wings are the bombers that look like T's. Uh, no, those are B wings. <laughs> I, I actually know this. You know I actually this. know this. I the did ships you, in Star Wars are so cool. Did you used um, to play X wing versus Tie Fighter on PC? Uh, no, or? I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I used to play that. That was really fun. Oh, um, that was yeah. I love I love X wing games. No, I got really into yeah. the ships. Like they're they're so cool. Anyway, but, it doesn't matter uh, which ship is shooting. Well, Where is, is it being but shot? But like at? the rebel ship, like shoots it right on the top. I I uh, I asked about like I went onto the early version of the internet or something. And I was like, early internet, tell me. Uh, and said no, because it's 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 no longer shielded, so it can hit the spot that's protected usually when it's standing uh, upright. That's why it's not just because it fell; it's because they blew it up. Okay. So if they had just had one X-wing flying around shooting from the top, it would have. No, no, no. That, the falling, the, the falling was the necessary I piece? Think, I think the falling knocked out the... I, like, you can do whatever the you em, want with the it. The Empire really likes to make things that have one crippling weakness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only one. Everything has yeah. its Achilles heel. Like I said, uh, I, d- I don't think it makes sense, but as like... But on film, I yeah. just love watching it. Yeah. There's so much that's just awesome in that, too. Like, you feel the smallness of the rebellion, but also their bravery. Like, uh, and... That spark has ignited the fire that became the rebellion. Yeah. It did happen. It's true. But I like, yeah, they're they're so small, and their ships suck, and everyone's, like, dying But But then, like, they figure out, like, hey, you know, if we we wrap around this thing with the the harpoon, they can do it. And they do, they take them down... And Luke, yeah, uh, and Luke really can't cool. even fire anything, and he's like personally leading somebody there. Yeah, and then there's all the people in the trenches still firing and also evacuating at the same time, but holding out to the last possible second to do so. Right. Uh, no, it's 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 a fantastic scene. It's uh, it's really exciting and it's very long too because like the time on Hoth, I forgot just how long the time on Hoth. It's like is. half the movie. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like it's like forty five minutes are on there. Yeah. yeah, they don't leave for quite a while. Well, it's cool because you get to see everyone like breaking up too, and like Luke's watching mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon take off and leave, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, they're safe." You know, Han, Han made it, Han made yeah. it, yeah, um, yeah. And then the way he the re- takes yeah. out that Imperial Walker, though, when Luke Skywalker yeah. takes out the Imperial Walker, was that not like the best part of the entire series? I think it is. It's one of my favorite. It was pretty movies. cool when he he yeah. like. Single-handedly, like, up. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. like he, cool. he's... Do you remember the scene that's, like, super tense and, and, like, the Imperial Walker's coming is gonna step on his ship that's downed and, like, his dead gunner is in it and you're like, man, like, his body's gonna be crushed to nothing and Luke is too if he doesn't get out of there. Why is he digging around in the back? Like, why doesn't he have his lightsaber with him? And he comes out and he's carrying this thing that's, like, all big and jangly and then, like, you're like, oh, why did you grab that? And he shoots up and he, like... 
he takes out his lightsaber and cuts a hole in the bottom of the ATT mm-hmm. and throws in a bomb and then drops like 50 stories. Yeah. And the thing blows up. The head just explodes. Yeah. It's amazing. It was pretty it cool. I was surprised that this little Mister Blue Milk Farmer, like, like overnight, is like is like John Wayne action hero. Yeah, shocking. Well, yeah, uh, I, I, I love how awesome. I love how it establishes like he destroyed the Death Star in number four, right? And now in number five, he is leading the rebellion. Commander Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, he still has value. He can still take things down single handedly. <laughs> He's still got it. Also, does this take place like shortly after Number Four, or is this like years later? Because I thought they said it was just like a, like a couple years later. Because they're still like in the, yeah. in the midst of conflict. Yeah, and and Han and Leia have not escalated further in their relationship. It still feels like new potatoes there. I think it is a couple of years though. Like they talk about like a couple of things that happened. Like you didn't see us when we were together, or wherever, or something. I have to look it up now because I, I did not actually even think to do that. Do you remember yeah. that, like Hans, like when Hans, like, "Hey, like, do you love me?" And she's like, "No, I don't." And he's, and, he, and everyone's like, "What are you doing, Han?" And he's like, "You didn't see us when we were three alone years together. later." Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's enough time for Luke to really make a name for himself and to show how valuable he is. And they all seem to treat him like he's a huge deal. And then. Uh, here he is kind of proving it to the audience like yeah i've still got it i can do what i did back in number four and i'm doing it on a regular basis now this is old hat i just blow shit up (laughs) yeah oh and just just so i i get this all out because we're talking about things we like and things we don't like so one thing that kind of blew my mind this time it's like why the hell are they writing tauntauns when they have those ships to fly around in no, because they, they, they <laughs> didn't they specifically say they're having issues with the speeders. That's why they were riding tauntauns. Yeah, but that's not the ships. I know, but if they're doing reconnaissance, they would yeah. they would want to be like down lower. Yeah, that way, they true. could like notice the 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 meteors that fall down and shit. That's true. Yeah, which is actually the droid. That's a good point. Yeah, a close close range reconnaissance, and also they shouldn't be out after dark, as they they, they demonstrated. Okay, so so the speeders were down. Yes, they said the speeders were down, and that's why that's why Han had to take a tauntaun at night. And, and then, then they got them like I don't know. And then they undown them. They undown them by the time morning hit, so that way they could go look for the two most important people in the rebellion. Apparently, yeah, we had a general and a commander just both leave, and all the peons just sat in there. This is not how military works. This isn't even how civilians work. <laughs> no, no, we don't send the most valuable people out to do a little bit of reconnaissance. No, reconnaissance you, is dangerous work. You send peons. Yes, yes, you do. And when someone really important goes missing, you don't send all the other important people to go look for them. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That's like if my wife ever, like, if ever my wife ever went missing and I was there with my two children, if I just left them and went to go look for my wife. Like, that's what would it be like. <laughs> well, is that is that also your favorite scene, Mike? Because I've rarely seen you get so passionate. I might be. Um, I love Hoth, man. It's so much fun. I, I don't know. I feel like everything in this movie is is just that way. I, I'm very excited about this movie in general. Nice. I love Cloud City. Lando Calrissian is awesome. And just like, yeah, like it's fun to finally sort of get a character who's uh, very, very gray. Uh, I enjoy, enjoy. But he ends up being a good guy. But I think I think what I'm going to say, my very favorite scene of all is the scene when we're on the 
on the big, big Star Destroyer or whatever it's called. I don't remember that shit. The huge one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Dreadnought, as they're later known. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and Darth Vader has hired a bunch of bounty hunters. I was obsessed with the bounty hunters. The bounty hunters were so I was cool. like, what are their stories? Yeah. It's, it's like Ocean's Eleven taking place in like three minutes. Like all these hoodlums. You're like, what? And then there's the yeah. one dude with the with the claw feet. And you're like, yeah. what is that guy? He's like deal? saying some shit to the Admiral. He's like, oh, I'll kill you. I just I remember pausing it several times as a kid and being like, these are something interesting. No disintegrations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's so Bob clear Fett's about like, that. Yeah. Because yeah. like event remember when we played uh, Jedi Outcast and there was the gun that did the disintegrations? Yeah. And it sucked because everyone who got it was always disintegrating you. And it was the worst because you'd just be running along doing your thing. And then someone would just disintegrate you. And you'd be like, this is the worst gun ever. I agree. No disintegrations. No disintegrations. <laughs> In a movie that's full of my favorite scenes, I'm going to pick that one. Because that's like something that I'm obsessively obsessed about. Something changed for that scene, too. They put in... The guy, yeah, which I actually really don't like, yeah, because I loved Boba Fett's voice before, and I remember it really oh. distinctly because it doesn't sound human. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it sounds like, but it does not sound like a man. I didn't think that there was yeah. a man in there. I thought no. it was a robot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I did too, and that was so cool. And then you know, obviously the prequels reveal that it's a clone, but still, I, I just because the way his voice sounded was so strange, and now I'm just like, yeah, well, it's just the just the the dude. It's just Jango Fett. It's not a big deal. I also noticed that um, that there was the bounty hunter droid that's in the Mandalorian. Yeah, is in the background uh, in that yeah, scene yeah, yeah. this time around. And I don't remember the, if he the, was there. The skinny head. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember if he he's was always there. Been there. But I, he's always been there. He has, I had okay. the ac- yeah. I had the action figure when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I had okay. skinny head robot that guy. But he didn't IG-88. do it. IG eighty eight. IG eighty eight. Yeah, none of them do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's only later we find out like how deadly that guy yeah is. and also that he's voiced by a kiwi <laughs> yeah. wait 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 is that the same guy in the, that's not the same droid in the mandalorian that's a different assassin droid i think it's the same model droid it's though, the same right? model yeah droid. same model yeah i think my favorite oh, my wait, favorite scene what? wait but what about also like the scene where it's stuck on the back of the stardust i'm sorry i'm just gonna say like every <laughs> what about that one time <laughs> like when the thing falls on his head oh, that was awesome or when the millennium falcon is stuck on the back of yeah the and, and then yeah, when the, yeah, yeah there's yeah. that and they float away with the trash that oh, was great ingenious brilliant yeah. yeah ingenious and honestly like the kiss did a lot more for me this time around me too. I was, yeah it was i was a like steamy kiss yeah this is cool yeah cool she needs a scoundrel she needs this guy yeah i i, I asked I, my wife I, if she felt the same way she kind of went meh <laughs> She doesn't. She doesn't have a romantic heart. <laughs> you can tell her I said that. Uh, my favorite. My favorite scene is is actually that first meeting with Yoda. Um, Ooh, because yeah. I wanted to go fully different from my last favorite scene. I didn't even pick the Dagobah vision scene, which is fine. I don't know. I, I had a lot harder time enjoying individual scenes this time, so much as really sinking into the arc of a character at each each point. And then you get interrupted, and you're like, oh no. Like, I wanted to be back with them. But then when you start to sink in with the new people you're with, you're like, oh, actually, this is pretty good. I like this. And you get ripped away. You're like, oh, no, I want to go back to them. I love Yoda in this. Yoda has always been my favorite character in this movie. Um, I like that he's weird. I like that he's strange. Uh, I like that you don't know what he's going to do. And that's on purpose. Um, actually reminds me a lot of my dad, actually, because he would he would teach lessons in really oblique ways in kind of annoying ways, to be frank. And you weren't really sure where he was going with stuff sometimes. But 
when it did make sense, it would really make sense. And you can really see Yoda doing that, like just intentionally pissing him off. Yeah. Um, you know, how much of this is, is he, can he take? You know, can he actually be patient when I ask him to be fucking patient? No, apparently not. <laughs> Luke has an issue. Um, I liked him. I like him talking with Ben as if they're old friends, like they've been doing this for a while. I like all this, uh, this idea that when you're dead, you're not dead and you can still be around to talk to people. And yeah, the strangeness of Yoda, I've always been really attracted to. Like what's going on in Yoda's interior life? What does he think about? What, what does he spend his time on during the day? Uh, I've always wondered. And it's because of this scene that I've always wondered that. So I, I love yeah. this scene a lot. Yeah. It's, he uh, has that sudden shift from, yeah. from being like silly Yoda to being. He's not ready. He's not ready. Like I'm, I, I can't like you. It, it, it's amazing because you're like, you're sick of Yoda yeah. at this point. But Yoda is sick of the act, and yeah. Yoda is sick of dealing with Luke. Yeah, it's a really wonderful he's like, he's reveal. Like, this, this guy is hopeless. Why is he yeah. here? <laughs> and, and Luke's kind of like your avatar in the movie, yeah. and it's also being like, uh, "Whoa, I'm not, I'm not worthy." Oh yeah, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I really love Yoda. And, I mean, what's not to like about Yoda? Yeah, this is a dude who's been around. You can tell he's been around for a long time. He's still utterly mysterious to me. You know, who are Yoda's parents? Like, I know who Luke Skywalker is. I have no idea who Yoda's parents are. Yeah. Or what they look. What is. They're know, really tall. He, if if <laughs> Does Yoda dream of women? If so, what do those look like? Because I would love. You know, what, what are. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's something on somewhere on Reddit. You could find this, Jesse. I don't know if you want to go there, though. <laughs> Don't use your personal computer <laughs> and burn it when you're done. Are Yoda, are Yoda women? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a very dedicated subreddit of dozens of people. <laughs> uh, yep, not going there. Not going there. Uh, but yeah, like Yoda, Yoda's a great guy. I I do love the oblique, you know, morals that he's trying to show. It's very Mr. Miyagi. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, trying to. Although pre Mr. Miyagi, this is nineteen eighty, isn't it? Yeah, I think I believe so. I guess Mr. Miyagi is kind of like Yoda then. What a Yoda! Uh, Elsa, yeah. every time I say the word Yoda, I think of the Weird Al song. Yoda, <laughs> Yoda, Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah love that song. That's uh, okay. So we got all of our favorite scenes out. <clears throat> all right. So how do we feel about? The uh, socioeconomic implications of the Star Destroyer building uh, that must occur in the Star Wars universe. How do you holy, feel about that? Holy <laughs> shit. How do they afford that? How much money does this empire have? How do they have access to this much raw material to make this? Do they convert whole asteroids into spaceships? I, I, think, I think a lot of this is solved by the fact that I don't think they're done cloning. Oh, so I think yeah. they have an unlimited workforce. That's true. That's true. That was something that that Mary Claire kept like commenting on. Like, I, and and actually me too. I was like, this is a terrible leader. Like, why does anybody follow Darth Vader? Yeah. Anywhere because like if you do something sort of wrong, like he kills you. He's gonna kill you in front of I'm, all of your friends. Yeah, immediately. Like getting promoted is not something anybody wants. Like you want to stay in middle <laughs> management at best. Admiral, you have the ship. The guy's just like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's my I turn to go next. Make it. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I was going to make it this far. Like I didn't realize how quickly. Like three weeks ago, here. I was I was serving coffee. Like <laughs> three three weeks ago, like I was newly yeah. cloned. Yeah. I newly came to be, and now Wait, I am. 
The the generals aren't cloned though. Uh, no. Yeah. How not. do you they're know? Not, they're not. Oh. How, how do you know? I guess you don't. Well, I guess I'm saying that because they don't oh, all yeah. look like uh, Moff Tarkin. Yeah. <laughs> but in all reality, they could be cloning lots of people. But yeah. What's to stop anybody from cl- like? Why don't they just clone like a Jedi army? They could do that as well. They could because we know about the midichlorians. Yeah. And that that is answered in uh, episode nine. Because it turns out that they that they got a lot of them Sithies, and I'm, I think a lot of those guys are clones. You well, remember how many uh, Sith people they got? Oh, you said shit. Star Wars Episode actually, Nine. It it's actually like fuzzy. Now that I think about it, it's answered in the Mandalorian a little. Oh, okay, bit. that's what okay. they're attempting the answer. That's why the Empire wants Grogu, so that way they can bring the Emperor back to life. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and now so, that we now oh, we know because... that was successful. <laughs> yeah. So they captured Grogu. What the fuck? So now we at least know that Grogu's going to be in season three because I I was kind of bummed out at the end of season two of Mandalorian because it's like okay, you know what? Nope, I can't I can't say anymore, or else I'm going to spoil all of Mandalorian for everybody who hasn't watched seasons yeah. one and two of Mandalorian. It's true. It's true. Although, what are they doing listening to our podcast? No, but in, in, in terms of your answer, uh, I think they have unlimited resources because the galaxy is huge and yeah. they're they're very much in sort of a rape pillage kind of mode. <laughs> and I think they have an unlimited workforce because, again, clones and not paying them. Uh, so what we have is several war crimes that are happening, but they're being perpetrated at the highest levels. So I guess it's just law. law. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's morally okay. Why uh, is anybody rebelling against this? Yeah, I think, I think everyone has, like, I think they're reading in their textbooks. Actually, no, they're not, because they don't know about America, because it's a long time ago. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. It's bad. And there's something about, uh, in people that hate a totalitarian government, that just want to make it, like, fall over. I don't understand this. I mean, I feel like, you know, you know I feel that, like you the know rebels are really in the wrong. All I can't rebels... wait until next episode six here, where we're going to find the Empire finally succeeding. I just I have to I have to point this out real quick, okay? Well, the people we're rooting for here, I bet they all have the equivalent of a, a deep desire for medical marijuana. Like, and that's like the empire's like, there's no marijuana allowed, and a small contingent of people are like, we want weed. <laughs> you no, you don't come in here to my backyard and tell me what I can and cannot grow. Yeah, you know Luke's parents, they're farmers. What are they farming? What are they farming out what there? Are they farming out yeah. there. Spice. Yeah. It's spice. <laughs> Whoa. You know, I was thinking with like the crazy worm creature, yeah. I was like, what? So this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Maybe eventually that asteroid field developed into Dune. Yeah, Arrakis. The planet Arrakis. Yes. And that's what the worms are. They're actually space worms. And so that's, yeah. they'll ride those space worms into outer space. Dude, yes. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Shit. All right. So, <laughs> so Han lands inside of the space worm. The space worm later crashes into Tatooine, goes into the sand, becomes a sandworm like 50,000 years into the future, which is when Dune takes place. There we go. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And and its poop is spice, maybe, or something. I, I assume that it has something to do with the sandworms that the spice is coming from. Jesse, you've read these books. Is it yes. is the spice from the worms? Yeah, it, it does. I, I can't remember if it poops out the spice or just becomes spice when it dies. Sick. Oh. Sick. Nice. Well, okay, so we solved it. So basically... Yeah. These rebellious people—they just want to—they just wanted to grow good bud, and uh, and the empire stopping them from doing so. 
And that's that's why they're doing this, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's always about yeah. drugs. That's it. <laughs> okay, now that we sullied the entire name, um, I do have to ask. I, I have a couple questions here. Okay. So given what we know now in our culture as to sort of what's okay and what's not okay and what should have always been okay, how Han approaches Leia? This is actually a serious question. Is is Han a douchebag about about his pursuit of Leia? Because I, I I didn't get like John Wayne like uh, Maureen O'Hara, you know, like when he's shaking her and her hair is everywhere and all and all women need to be is like spanked and told what to do. I didn't get that vibe. Yeah, but he's forceful. He's he's, he's pretty forceful. Yeah, but she she also doesn't seem to not like it, although she does say so a couple times. They're pretty honest about it in the movie, though. He's just like, I'm a scoundrel, and you like me because I'm a scoundrel. And he's not wrong. He's not now, wrong. He does he, push the issue. Now, is he is he a good person? No. But is he wrong? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I didn't feel as, as uncomfortable as like when we talked about in the past. Again, bring up John Wayne. But uh, there was a moment where I said, you know what? If this was me, I probably would have stopped, especially considering this is three years after A New Hope. So this has been going on for a while. At this point, I think it qualifies for workplace harassment. <laughs> <laughs> but again, these are yeah. rebels, so they don't really have laws. They don't like the laws. So No, no, they love laws. They just don't like the current ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's supposed to be sort of coming to a head. You know, with everything, and uh, I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> bummed out by this question, bruh. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just I wanted to ask it because I really noticed it this time. Yeah, and I hadn't really noticed it before. And I know that George Lucas is doing like the the Western archetypes. Like I know what Han is supposed to be, yeah. and I know who Leia is supposed to be, and I know that in the end, this is their relationship. It's super contentious, and there's there's not a will they won't they. It's like will they murder each other or won't they murder each other? <laughs> but I, I just, I just wanted to ask if, if that is there, um, we can move on. If yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the movie itself kind of addresses it by saying that he is a scoundrel and basically saying, like, yeah, that's kind of what she's attracted to. Like as a character development, it sort of makes sense. But yeah, I think Han at his core is kind of a, a douchebag solo guy. Okay. I think that is, that's, that's what a scoundrel is. I think. Yeah, hmm. a douchebag solo guy. Yeah, which makes his portrayal in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, just all that much more confusing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think the word is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that, I would agree. I would agree completely. Yes, that movie. Is does, does it like make it out to be some sort of savior figure, like good person? He's such a good person. In yeah, solo. He's like, like, like he such frees a good all the guy. slaves or something. Oh no, he yeah. does everything for everyone. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. amazing. And so, like, it, it makes everything that he's ever done in, in this movie, like, super it's, confusing. It's just he's he's trying to pretend that he's yeah. not, you know, a smuggler and uh, yeah. out for himself. Yeah. But that makes it so much less interesting because this is like, no, he's, even... he's a dude who's out for himself and he gets sort of, like, wrapped up in this, in, in, the, in the rebellion and he becomes a better person through it. Yeah. Actually, like, that's, a... that's a compelling story. Yeah, that is a really compelling story. And Solo with Star Wars story does take away. Like, I was even thinking back to, uh, in the movie, he talks about, like, going back to his friend Lando, right? And the first yeah. thing we talk about is, like, who owns a Millennium Falcon? I won that from you fair and square. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that all happens in Solo Star Wars Story Story. I actually had flashbacks like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. okay. In Solo, <laughs> the way that he won that is through a game that they play, right? Yeah. It's, some, yeah. it's some kind of a gamey wamey thing. Well, first, first, <laughs> first, Wando wins it. He wins it. Yeah. Yes. But what's really annoying about that movie is that I have no idea how this game works at all. And the movie <laughs> spends zero time explaining it to me. So I'm yeah. just there. It's it's like the scene in Pirates of the Caribbean 2 where they're playing Liar's Dice, where they do kind of tell you how it works. And so you're not completely lost. You're enough lost where you're intrigued because there's something going on. You don't quite understand, but you, you get the rules. Yeah. They go four, fours, ah, you know. And in this one, they're like, tiles and they throw some tiles out people are like whoa and other times people are like oh and then and then eventually it's sort of over and he's like i won he's like and that shouldn't like, have worked no, but you, i don't know what happened yeah, <laughs> like, how did the game happen so but then you find out cheating happened yeah but but you you don't know that because you don't even know how the game works at all it's one of those things where i was just like oh this made me think of is that that movie i watched and then it's like, oh, that's so much less exciting than anything I had thought before. Yeah. Or it's equivalent to it, so it doesn't matter. It reminded me of that. Do you guys remember in How I Met Your Mother uh, how, when it's revealed that, that Barney Stinson is a gambling addict? <laughs> and he has like this very specific game that he plays with these Japanese businessmen that's all in Japanese. And no one knows how the game works or if he's doing well or badly. <laughs> and the whole episode is like Marshall trying to figure it out. That's kind of what it reminded me of. And I even had even further trouble with Solo with Star Wars Story because it, it works so hard to try and position Han Solo to the point where we meet him in episode four, except that it actually completely forgets about that and totally undoes it all. Like, there's a point yeah. halfway through that story where you would believe that this Han Solo could be the Han Solo that we know. It's after he's been betrayed by everyone that he thought was his family, and he's kind of out on his own. But then they work really hard to attach him to another movement. He literally undergoes the same character arc across these three movies in that one movie that predates these three. Yeah. And it makes no sense. Yeah. Because now, at the end of Solo, he is the Han Solo that we know at the end of episode six. So how did he ever become the Han Solo we know at the beginning of episode four? What's happening? <laughs> it's it's really stupid. So like, yeah, it's terrible. I will say though, <laughs> Star Wars things that I am excited about. I saw a teaser trailer for Obi-Wan the series, and I got kind of excited about that. I want to see Ian cool. McGregor. Ian McGregor, yeah. you know, why the hell? Yeah. Ah, why not? Yeah, he's, he can't, he's great. I love Ian McGregor. Yeah, he's the best part of the prequel trilogy. By far. Yeah, the fact that they would decide to spend a whole TV series just with just him, and yeah. maybe Darth Vader, and maybe a fight between them. Yeah, I'm down. And Hayden Christensen coming back? I'm not upset about that. I'm, I'm not upset. not upset. I'm not sure if I totally care, because he's going to be in Darth Vader getup, so who cares? It's true, but I, I kind of feel like there's a there's a loop closing. You know, he never got to play Vader. And he's yeah. gotten so much shit over the years, and his career has not been amazing, and people have hated on his acting, to be fair, justly, in those prequel movies. But he's actually a really good actor, uh, as he's proven multiple times now. And I would love for him to be able to close that loop just for everyone. You know, what's yeah. the ending of the Hayden Christensen Star Wars story? It's that he got to play Darth Vader and he ruled. That's what I want to see. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm incredible. really excited to see that. And never excited to see Han Solo a sequel. 
No more. No more Han. You know what? No more stories after the Obi Wan story, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no more stories about the Star Wars that we know in extant. You know, no more. Let's do. Let's do more stuff. Let's have no more Palpatines or Skywalkers. What if they did like Nothing. a Qui Gon Jinn before Ooh, story? See, and I would be down with that. Yeah, you know what? I kind of hate it, that. I I feel that I way. I would but... rather Knights of Old Republic. I further back, I further back. That would be freaking awesome. But I also, the, you know, I, I I've know. always wanted to know about Koi God. How how did he get in this like rocky relationship with the Jedi Council? It always feels like he's like on the on the outskirts. He's the bad kind boy. Of, he's doing his own thing. Yeah. You know what? It's yeah. probably also I always got kind of a a, a marijuana type vibe from from Koi Gon Jin. He's got a libertarian sort of bent. Yep. Uh, he he's got the long hair. Because Obi-Wan's he's in touch with the world. You know, he's got the one braid in the first movie, yeah. and in the next movie, it's beard, short hair. Yeah. You know, he's he's very much, he's got his shit, he knows what's up. Yeah. Like, maybe he has a drink after work. Maybe. Ooh, but Qui-Gon, you know, he's out on those. On a Friday. Shit, shit. I just, I just came up with, with a great series, okay? It's going to be Qui-Gon, Mace Windu, and they're falling out. Because clearly yes. they're not very good friends. I That'd bet be they fantastic. were best friends. They were. Buddy comedy, like lethal weapon type buddy yes. comedy but about them and falling and Samuel out. L. Jackson. That would be incredible. I want that so bad. That would be amazing. <laughs> young, both of them, because now they're far too old to play that That's series. true. Yeah. That's yeah, true. And, and both dead, technically. I would really love that. I don't even know. Is Yaya Abdul-Mateen the new Mace Windu? I mean, he's already sure. taken over for Lawrence Fishburne. Sure. So why not take yeah. over for Samuel yeah. L. Jackson? Yeah. But That's cast true. a young Liam Neeson. Yeah. Try that. Is it Jamie Dornan? <laughs> Is that who we're left with? I could see it. Yeah. I say that because of the Belfast connection. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I don't know. Fantasy I mean, casting. Yeah, it could happen. Jamie Dornan and Yaya. I think it could work. Just another little non sequitur with Ewan McGregor. Did you guys ever see his uh, like documentary type movie with his friend where he rode... BMW motorcycles oh, around the, the world. Uh, oh, the long way yes. around. I, I, I always wanted to see that. It's very fun. And the music is incredible. Nice. It's fantastic. That movie is a, has a very special place in my heart. Wow. I gotta, I gotta find it again. But you don't even like motorcycles. I, I don't. I like the idea of motorcycles. That's fair. That's uh, fair. The open road. Yeah. Is that why you watched Easy Rider in the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird one to watch the day my son was born. <laughs> What is what does Henry Fonda have to teach me? Uh, back to Star Wars. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have Speaking a question. of Easy Rider, Star Wars. Right. I have a question here about is Lando a douchebag? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's a real question. I don't know yeah. why I wrote it down. But, but he's so much fun as a douchebag. He's what oh, you he's want a great out of douchebag. Douche yeah. Yeah. He sucks, and he's... we love that he sucks. Yeah. Also, Billy. But Jean, he's a douchebag so with, with a with a heart of gold. Oh my gosh, yeah. When no, he it's it's a heart of sterling silver. <laughs> no, he yeah. has traded up so that his heart is literally worth its weight in gold at this point. At, in this movie? Or are you saying right now in our world? In this movie. I no. mean he owns Cloud City. You know? Oh, he, oh no, no, he's... no. But I'm saying like as a person, his his ethics are bad. Yeah, but I'm saying that he has traded his heart for gold. Oh <laughs> like he's got a heart of literal gold. I see. Because his uh, ethics are... Okay. Gotcha. I, it's, a, it's a joke. Uh, thank you, Jesse. Okay, I'm glad that we were... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, wait. But... So so his arc in this movie, though, is he, he betrays 
Han, Luke, and Leia, the Rebellion, yeah. which he's yeah. not affiliated with or maybe even really behind because no, no. the Empire comes in and says, we're going to, what, shut down your city? We're going to F your ass. I don't know. Yeah. Probably, like, enslave all the all your people, shut down your city. I mean, like, yeah, if you're a leader, I don't, I don't know what choice you should make. That, that doesn't seem like necessarily a, the worst one. No, it actually sounds yeah. to me like the... He, you, you, you know what I really hate in movies yeah. is where someone does something that that directly uh, negatively impacts my favorite people in that movie. But then it's yeah. completely understandable why he did it. Yep. Like I yeah. both hate and love that because it's like real life. It just makes me mad because yeah. I can't hate that guy. But when when Chewie's choking him out, I was like, "Don't stop, Chewie! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let him ride that train into night." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also later, it's I guess it's sort of addressed in the movie when he like announces to the entire population that the Empire is here and they're controlling everything. Everybody get out ASAP. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it's like. Oh, oh shit! He was looking out for all of his own people, right? Yeah, and now he has to tell them to all get out. It's it's actually kind of sad if you think about yeah. it. Like there's this it, whole well, yeah, because yeah. they were operating outside of the control of the Empire, yes. and then the Empire yeah. comes because this guy who's kind of a dick like flew here to escape the Empire, and now he's lost his city. He's like, screw this guy. Like I so I established I, but, this like free colony. But I do have a question about this free colony here. So they they live in the clouds, obviously mm-hmm. because the the land is inhospitable. I'm guessing right. because yeah. of this cloud that's like made of yeah. It'd be right? like it'd be like establishing yeah. something on Venus. I would, yeah. I would assume, yeah. But then what What he's been doing, though, because at the end when Luke falls down the shaft and he goes into the other shaft and then eventually gets pooped out the bottom of the Cloud City, that's a garbage chute. Mm-hmm, yeah. So they're just polluting the crap out of this planet. They're just <laughs> yeah. rotating around this planet, just, just literally <laughs> dumping everything on. Like, it reminded me of that movie Elysium with Matt Damon. Like, yeah, that's what's happening. There, I bet there's people living on the surface, just like looking up at the trash constantly floating <laughs> down from the rich. No, 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 no one, no one lives on that. No, it's it's a gas planet. They're farming oh. the, the, I don't know, gas out of it. Right, I don't know the spice. They're farming the spice. It's more spice. <laughs> it's more spice. You can never farming the farts out of it. They're they're a libertarian <laughs> drug drug colony. <laughs> that's what it all is. Free love. Uh, <laughs> so, just last last couple questions here. Did the reveal work for you guys again the reveal of darth vader as luke's father Did, was it was it forecasted too much now because th- there's been more edits with more dialogue and i was watching that throne scene between palpatine and darth vader and darth vader is actually really repping hard for luke yeah and i don't remember that as a kid i actually remember him being pretty hands-off and i'm wondering if over the years if this movie has taken uh, it's become more about that twist than it was before. And if it, that's to its detriment, did you guys feel that way? That it's aimed more at the twist. <clears throat> yeah. Like yeah. It, when I originally remembered this movie and then looking through some of the, the changes that it's undergone over the years, I really kind of remember that twist really out of left field. And this, yeah. this most recent viewing with the most recent edit that's on Disney plus it really, I really felt Darth Vader trying to speak, Bear Luke and be like, no, he can be turned. You're sure? Yes, yes, I can. You know, I felt him really working well, harder. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I, I remember that as a kid personally. So I, I have no comments as to how it's changed. But like, I think that's my perception, though. As a kid versus as an adult, like as a kid, he's Darth Vader still sounds really bad. 
he he doesn't sound like he's doing anything nice for Luke in that moment or that there's any potential for anything good to happen there. Mm. Whereas like now I can definitely see like the motivations of a dad being like, oh, yeah, maybe I don't want to kill my son off or hand him over to this guy. And how cool would it be if like I became the new emperor and I ruled with my son at my right hand? Father and son. Definitely that aspect too. Yeah. He wants to, and maybe like screw the emperor over with his life, just like the emperor screwed him over with his life. Well, it's, it's, it's expected, right? Because of the rule yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. At this point in the, in the series though, like that's not established in any way, but like, that's not, it's not established, but it is still true is the thing. Like, yeah. like George Lucas wrote that it, it already exists in the framework of the story he's made. It's just not on the screen. I know we, you don't believe he wrote it's all just these, like, he wrote them all. I, <laughs> he's still writing them, in fact. <laughs> He'll never let them go. He's never <laughs> stopped writing them. That's right. He had the second Some movie. Some Synecdoche New York vibes there. When he wrote this movie, he already knew there would be another movie out there called Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and The worst Star Wars name of all time. It's pretty bad. But yeah. even so even so much tinkering so much that Ian McDiarmid is here as the Emperor instead of the emperor that I remember yep. from when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I I didn't realize that. I was like, "Oh, wow, that's amazing that they cast someone who looked so much like <laughs> like like Ian McDermott." I didn't remember that. They didn't. <laughs> it actually was a woman who was wearing a mask oh, really? and the voice was done by a man. Yeah. And that's why the emperor was so creepy and cool cuz he was just like It so, didn't make any sense. Yeah, but now it's just sense. Ian McDermott under makeup. I guess I guess last question. So now we've seen. Uh, Wait, did, I don't 11. think did, did we answer this one though? Does the movie tip its hand too soon? Uh, no, Does it because, still work? I don't know how to answer that. Well, I, if it I, still, works. I said I thought it kind of did tip it, and Jesse yeah. disagreed. Oh, okay. I don't know. If, did you have a stance? Um, I, I don't know if I can answer that question. Okay. Like, does it still work? Like, I that was such like a world shattering thing that happened when I saw it for the first time, and it was like, I am your father. Like, how can it ever work? Yeah. You know, that same way. It's like uh, the ending of The Usual Suspects or something. How does yeah. that work yeah. again? Um, I guess that's mostly bringing that up in yeah. terms of the fact that, that the movie's been changed oh, okay. since we've seen it for the first time when that revelation happened. So, I, like, I, for someone seeing yeah. it for the first time, will it work for them? I, yeah, I think so. I, I wouldn't, yeah. Wholeheartedly. I would not have seen it coming Yeah, this time around. Yeah, besides that, like, one little tip-off with, with Darth Vader saying, oh, well, maybe, you know, he, he could rule it with me. I mean, that's even kind of vague because you can describe, like, a totally different motivation for him saying that. Besides sure. that, there is nothing to indicate that Darth Vader is his father. Like, nothing. Only only supposition and, like, thinking about it really deeply, which you would never have the chance to watch the first movie and then yeah. three quarters of this movie and then sit with it for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I mean, and, even and if you even did, then, like I wouldn't yeah. get to that. Like, I think uh, you get to it from well, the, the number of characters and people talking about like how, how, how crazy his father was yeah. and all that stuff. And even when they filmed it though, the, the grand reveal was that like, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was his father. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's, that's what the actor playing Darth Vader said to Luke. Yes. That's what he's reacting to. The act, Mark Hamill's reacting to that. That's what was on the scripts. Nobody what? knew it except for James Earl Jones, who read the line. Yeah, that was it. It was, it was a huge secret. Yeah. So they didn't even know, uh, wow, which which made everyone this. really confused about Luke and Leia, like the actors yeah. who were like, "Wait, what the? F- <laughs> like, what are what are we? <laughs> what is doing? happening here?" 
I clearly spent all of my research time on the ships and not at all on anything else. Listen, I spent no time on ships, so I think you did a really good job. <laughs> yeah. It's great. You know, this is like, uh, we're, it's very productive. Out there, out there our... uh, previous guest, uh, John Kurzweil, is applauding you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout ships out to you, John. Cool. I guess la the last, last question I wanted to ask is, so we've seen 11 of these Star Wars movies. And we've seen some TV shows. We've seen some animated shows. We have a pretty good grasp about how these work. And we know how they work because it's the typical hero story. We know the arc really well because of culture. But this movie seems really weird in terms of a Star Wars. It's not a resolution. It's not a beginning. It's a funny middle where the good guys lose. And, and lose pretty hard, actually. They, they, we lose one of our core trio. Mm -hmm. uh, the main hero finds out the truth of his upbringing um, and loses his hand. Mm -hmm. it, this is a pretty downer note. This doesn't happen again in Star Wars. Even like Attack of the Clones ends with the marriage between Anakin and Padme in mm -hmm. secret, right? And he gets his hand back and they're, they're juiced up and here comes the Clone Wars, right? Mm -hmm. The Republic is striking back. And then even in Last Jedi that ends with the spark that's going to ignite the flame that's going to burn the empire down, right? The right. alliance down. And this one doesn't really seem like that. The the, the best that we get at the end of it is that uh, Luke gets a hand back, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Revenge of the Sith, that was that was a big downer. Yeah, I, I was picking uh, the, the middles of the trilogy. But yeah, you're right. that's fair. Yeah. You're right. Revenge of the Sith is a huge downer. <laughs> the biggest downer. In the, the whole series. series. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone loses. There's no hope. Just that you see that Luke and Leia have been born, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. wait for a new hope. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I guess it's a little bit it's a little bit darker. You feel the weight of of all their decisions a little more in this one. I think it as it really establishes some fundamental Star Wars things here too. First off, that family's really important. Right. Which becomes like a theme. Where, where you come from and who you are is fundamental to your identity in the universe, actually. Yeah. That's really important for most of Anakin's decisions in the prequels, I believe. Yeah. And uh, for the future of, of Luke and the Skywalkers. <laughs> uh, and their eventual but, union with the Palpatines. <laughs> but one, one thing about this particular movie that I realized is super Star Wars that was not in A New Hope that it really establishes here is that in Star Wars, what I expect now is I accept I expect like two different, at least two different stories happening at all times. Yeah, um, yeah, and that and a, was a plot and b plot, a plot and b plot, and in this one, it's I can't even tell which one is a and which is b, which is maybe why this is the best one. Yes, because, because you're equally interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rather than you know a lot of a lot of the Star Wars where it's like I am way more invested in one of these stories than the other one. Yeah, except Revenge of the Sith. I'm equally interested in Anakin and what's going on. A little less interested in what's going on with Obi-Wan. But I still yeah. want to see him fight the, the four-arm man. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking about the A-plot, B-plot. and Sorry, Return of the Jedi, which we'll get to. But I like that A-plot, B-plot quite a bit. Same thing with Force Awakens. because that's And then in Last Jedi, I will admit, the B-plot of Finn, not as good. Not as good <laughs> as A-plot. Really wanted to get back to the A-plot. Mm -hmm. But then... Uh, Rise of Skywalker, I have seen that movie one time. I can't even tell you 
what a plot b plot is there but going over to like attack of the clones all the time we spend with anakin and padme i'm like oh my gosh can we get back to camino and what's going on with the clones like, Just do that more. it's so much better <laughs> oh shit yeah oh i think with uh the rise of sky is that the last one rise of skywalker yeah is that what it's called yeah, yeah i think the b plot is kylo ren He's that is true, and that's yeah. better actually. Now that you bring that up, I anytime Adam Driver is actually doing anything on screen, I'm always super yeah. He's, into that. he's the better. Yeah, his B plot is the is the A plot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, but someday we'll do all of these movies. But uh, for now, guys, I I'm pretty happy with with this. We we couldn't say anything new about Episode Five, so we just said what we felt about it, and that's, yeah, I'm happy about that. Wait, wait, wait! I have a question. Yeah. Is there a try, Vito? There is no try. There is no try? There is is that a good thing to teach to our kids? It is actually something in my professional life that I have found to be incredibly helpful because there are so many people who will go out and say they quote unquote tried. Yes. By which I mean they intentionally failed so that they would be absolved mm. of the responsibility to finish the action necessary. Yeah. And intentionally failing is not the same thing as trying, but every single intentional failure will tell you they tried. And that is something I really want to teach my children. When you try, that means an honest effort that is open to succeeding, that is not afraid of failure and will will be done to completion. Like I, I told my daughter, all right, try and do that. And she'll go, eh, eh. And I go, that's not trying. That's making a noise and looking at me. There's a difference. And that's been, that's a huge part of what I've tried because my dad used to say, there's no try, there's only do. And that's all he would say. And yeah. that's not helpful. Deep end is sometimes not the best way to learn how to swim. Yeah. But there has to be a line drawn between sucking at something and actually attempting something. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough conversation about that. I agree, man. I think that's a yeah. very, uh, very true statement. Yeah. Yoda's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have, there, there is such a thing as an honest try that fails. And as someone that was never raised with that idea, when you figure that out, it's incredibly damaging because the fear of failure then is so, so high because you were told to just do. Right. And there is such a thing as, as an effort that doesn't come to completion, but it, there has to be that intellectual honesty to say what was honest about the effort and what was not. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I've found that in my professional life too. Like it doesn't matter. Like you could have honestly tried at something. Yeah. It doesn't and failed at it. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you say, hey, I was unable to complete this. Yes. Let's work together so that I can learn how to do it better. That, that's, or, a, that's a big thing, too, is, yeah. is own when the try doesn't work. Yeah. Don't make excuses for it. Say say the simple truth. I tried that. It didn't work. Yeah. I didn't. Boom. Yeah. I, did, I couldn't do it. All right. Cool. Fine. Yeah. Admitting failure is way better than making me backdoor you into it and yeah. making me like constantly like, well, did you, you know? Yeah. But I do think it's important for kids, like you said, to not make them think that they either do it perfectly or they haven't done it at all. Yeah. I I feel the same way. Like that was something that uh, I think unintentionally was was something that I I thought like that sort of perfection ideal. This happens with my daughter with the with the car door. The car door is a big one. Oh, yeah. She can open the car door. She's I've seen her open it many times. Yeah. But she never opens it on the first try. Yeah. And she always goes to the car door. She grabs it. She makes eye contact with me and says, 
eh, eh, and half opens the door. Dude. And I, and I go, yeah. I go, I go, what do you want from me? And I go around and I get in the car and I shut the door. Yeah. And I wait for her to do it because I know she can do it because I've seen her do it and she's just being lazy. Yeah. Oh, holy shit, dude. Just, just tonight, there was a struggle and the reward was you get to watch Star Wars if you eat three bites of your dinner. Yes. And wow. it was yeah. just like, I was told that he, that he did not know how. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, the concept of eating was new. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's your spoon. You grab it and you put it in your mouth. He's like, I don't know how. <laughs> uh, and you're like, you know what? I If you don't know how, then I'm sorry. You must leave this house. Like You, you are voted off the island. But, no, the, the solution was you're sitting at the kitchen table and your sister and I are going to watch Star Wars. I'm sorry, but you're sitting here. Yeah. Until you relearn what you have mysteriously forgotten. Yeah. It took him. He, he finally came in for the last 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was a struggle. Holy cow. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so <laughs> What a strong will your son has. That's you see, amazing. You see, this is this is the difference yeah. in parenting. Because I, I was just like, what the f and then Mike's like positive spin this will be very worthwhile for him in life <laughs> i mean that's gonna suck but like holy like imagine what he can succeed with doing with that kind i of know oil. he he really can succeed i just need to channel it to proper things rather than not using his spoon <laughs> you gotta yoda the shit and out of him he, man. he needs to be turned to be like... action instead of like willful inaction yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he he also does like the whiny like and he like flaps his arms just uh, like that. Yes. Like, like, I don't know why this is happening. Like, why don't you just go do something or say something productive rather than doing nothing? That is when I really want to say Yoda's like, do or do not. There is no try, son. I've started doing this thing when, when I hear that the sound that my daughter makes, I say that sound doesn't help anyone, including yourself. And I've stopped hearing that sound. And I've also stopped seeing such half-hearted attempts nice. because I think she's slowly beginning to realize like this is dumb and no one likes it because yeah. no one does. Like yeah. she, she doesn't she, enjoy it. No, she doesn't want to do this. She's she just, just trying yeah. to see what she can get. Yeah, like like yeah. that's what it is. Will it's a negotiation. Will he actually like do this for me yeah. if I just pretend I don't know how? Yeah, and the answer is no, and also contempt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I like to do is I like when I hear that sound. It's my son usually in response to me me being like giving him two options like oh yeah you know sit at the dinner table or come watch star wars with us or you know one something like that or or if you can't sit at the dinner table go go play outside or go play in your room which one is it going to be mm -hmm. i was like eh. i'm like all right well then i'm going to choose for you that is something i think my parents said to me a lot that is now what i see like <laughs> nice <laughs> you're not giving so, me a so response what? So, so what you I choose for him is yeah. like is like a cold shower. <laughs> I choose a chilly shower for you. Uh, yeah, I, I I definitely usually try to choose the thing that he would not like of the two options, just right. so I can hear a response in English. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the children forget that they know the English. Yeah. Sometimes it's suddenly too hard for them. Just like holding a spoon. <laughs> I'm just going to blow off class. Maybe I'll blow off speaking English. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, I think I think we should wrap it up. 
Yeah. Uh, wait, is there is there one question that we have here that we haven't? haven't actually, actually, no, Mike. I, I know the yet? question you're thinking of, but it's because we all know the answer. It's is true. That this it's a dad is. Movie. That's it. It's a dad movie. <laughs> it's a resounding dad movie. Is this the most? Uh, uh, so, like Star Wars mm. is the most dad series. Like the the original mm. Star Wars trilogy is the most dad series I think out there. I think the title of our podcast is not your father's movies. Right. And so I think that this is definitely our father's movie. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And that's what I'd probably call them. But, but has I, it bridged the say, gap though? Yeah. I feel like it's bridged the gap. Yeah, it's bridging well, the yeah. it's it's our movie too. Yeah. I think the prequels are definitely not your father's movies and maybe ours, at least some of ours. There's a half-hearted uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I haven't seen. I, I actually haven't seen two and three more than once. Oh, either. really? Whoa! Yeah. yeah, they were not my movies. Really? I, have, I have to say, I watched one a thousand times. That's so weird. It's, it's so really boring. Weird. We had it. We oh. didn't have two and three. Oh, so we only had two. Oh. So I have seen oh. Star Wars Episode Two more than any of the others. Huh? Oh, and by that I mean I've I've seen it like. I, I couldn't even estimate how many times. 4,000 times. Like a billion times, yeah. <laughs> and I saw it twice in theaters on the same day. Uh, I went with my with my uh, dad in the morning, like uh -huh. for the, the, the matinee, and it was over. I mean, look, go back to 2002 or whatever yeah. and see that movie. That movie's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. And the CGI and the effects, mm -hmm. like, it's insane. I guess I went to, to see it in theaters. But we got out of the theater and we went home and dad said, honey, you need to go see that. And I said, can I see it again? And he said, okay, go ahead. And so my dad took my sister and then I went back to the same theater that's with awesome. my mom for the next showing and that's we watched awesome. it again. And that's just like a beloved memory for me. So as much as that movie sucks, like the memory I have of enjoying that with both of my parents is, uh, yeah, I'll never, yeah. uh, never be erased. That CGI was terrible, though. It looks like it but not in two thousand two. Yeah, <laughs> but it belongs on an Xbox three hundred and sixty. It's that yes, sort it of bad. Yes, it does. But yeah, I remember being blown away by it too. Like yeah. the car chase on Curacao. That it's still yeah. really good. It's yeah. still it's really really engaging. We talked. I think we talked about this before. Like the sound effect, the yeah. and then Whoa. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we should wrap this up. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing next week? Little Ewoks. Women? Ewoks. Oh, Ewoks. yeah. Just Ewoks. Uh, holiday special? I think, oh, Star Wars a holiday. Actually, oh. no. Next week, when this comes out, we will be doing a very special release. We will be doing a Christmas story. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, we're doing mm -hmm. that. Because it's Merry Christmas. Look forward to it. <laughs> and if it's not, we're going to cut this whole segment. <laughs> but um, yeah, I look forward to, to all of us hearing this. If this is one of your first episodes of Not Your Father's Movies, uh, thank you so much for listening to the whole thing. You know, Follow us on our socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com with your requests, comments, concerns, corrections. Yeah, find us wherever podcasts are. Tell your friends. Tell your family. You know, And let us know you're out there. Uh, I, I feel like not enough people reach out and we love it when people do. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. But for all of us here, not your father's movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Good night. <laughs>